Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, Max is the show. It's presented by Progressive Insurance. And all guys join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn, Harry Douglason with you today. Harry had a good story to tell, but we had to go to commercial. That's twice today, man. It's Just all good. You know. It's all good. Did you want to, uh, by the way, 710 ESPN LA 94 WIP on the call there on the rejoin. Did uh, But but you were telling me that you you talked to your brother. Yeah. Tony. Now, again, if everybody knows, Tony played in the NBA, played for the Knicks, draft pick of the Knicks. Uh, and yeah, they were good when he played for him. Uh, people always want to know that too. So, so he they was were at, good. They were a playoff team, but he was at my house during yeah, he's the playoffs. Right. He's at your Staying house. At my house this year, Knicks Hawks. I'm on local radio, mm-hmm. and I said, "Hey, come on, I need you to interview." Like, perfect. So I asked him on radio, "Who are you going for, the Hawks or the Knicks?" And I'm thinking he's going to say the Hawks because we're from Atlanta. Stop it. And no, he didn't. He wouldn't say. But I, when he didn't say it, I knew he was going for the Knicks. Of course. Once a Nick, always a Nick. And I almost kicked him out of my house. Stop it. No, I'm just joking. Oh, my brother's you. my best friend. Yeah. I would never kick him out. I also have a picture of you in a Nick's uniform. Me? Yes. Do you remember? When me and my brother took pictures? Yes. Oh, yeah. You we forget that was a show I, I was hosting. I think he put on. He had your jersey my on. My jersey your on. Gear. My football stuff. And yes. I had on his You had Nick's on uniform. his Nick stuff. Yeah. Yes. I remember and that. And we, we made sure we have that on record. My parents have it in their house. So forever. I can always show that picture whenever, you know, you, you get out of line and remind you that AT, you ATLian, baby. deep down you have Nick Blood in your family. Dirty South, Outcast, Goody Mob. Mm-hmm. What you really know about the Dirty South? Totally understand. Second best place to hear hip hop. <laughs> I'm so done with you, Alan. <laughs> It's been a blast. You You know it's been a blast. (laughs) Yes, it has. So um, last night's games include, you know, we talk about the Rams winning, but how about the Seahawks losing? Because the loss clinches Russell Wilson's first losing season of his career. So with that in mind, Russell Wilson now has talked about his future in the past and whether or not Seattle is the place for him. They always find a way to convince him to stay. But let's listen to him talking about that experience and that reality of – his first losing season with Seattle. What I do know is is that I'm grateful for each guy that given everything every day. I don't expect anything to change with that in terms of their mentality, our mentality, how we're going to work at, at it every day and work at our craft. You know, that's the character of guys we have in the room. And I know that disappointing. The good thing is is I think that we've always created such a high standard of playing and winning and, and found ways to just win these close games. And this year, unfortunately, we weren't able to do it. Harry, where are we going with the Seattle Seahawks at this point? We talked about earlier in the show, windows closing. We've yeah. also asked this question on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, at KJ and Max. It's a poll we had up. Where will Russell Wilson play next year? The, the options were Seahawks, Giants, other. 4,600-plus votes. Still 40 minutes to go if you want to vote there. 46% of the votes say other. 25, 28% say Giants, so the Seahawks running yeah. third here right now. No one thinks he's going to stay. Yeah. Um, eventually, I always say with his smoke, there's fire, right? He's, he's hinted to wanting to leave in the past. Of course. Is it time, though? Are the Seahawks at that place now where it's probably time for them to move on while he still has value and for him to move on while he still is in the prime to win? Um, I, I think so. And I think the Seahawks, they just need to revamp everything, right? They did it once. You can do it again. Right? If, you, if you did it once, I'm pretty sure you can do it again. Now, it's not going to be as easy probably as you, as you did it the first time because you're not going to find a Russell Wilson 
um, type quarterback in the draft in the third round year in and year out. Right. Right. So that that's the that's the that's the the, the question mark over the organization's not, head right now. And you're not in this draft, certainly, no, right? So if you're a team no. and look looking for a quarter, <laughs> or you're a team that feels like you're wow, if we get ourselves a good vet, and he might not be the only elite, yeah, I'll say it, elite quarterback that will be available this offseason. Aaron Rodgers could be there too. Yeah. There could be a competition really for two of the the, the top five quarterbacks in the in the uh, in the league. Now, some options that we've gotten when it comes to other um, when it comes to the Twitter poll we have I know out there, one and we'll take your calls on this too at eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Where you think he could end up, or does he stay in Seattle? Uh, Tad mentions Denver, the Broncos. That's a place. Can you see that? Um, I mean, Aaron Rodgers has been I think linked I would to Denver. See, I think I would see New Orleans. More so than Denver. With that um, defense? You got to remember, Russell Wilson's wife, Sierra, yes. is from Atlanta, the South Side, mm-hmm. where I'm from. You know what I mean? So, you should also know that she spends a lot of time here in New York. Yeah, she spends a lot of time, a lot a lot of time, of time here don't, in New don't York. Don't dismiss it like, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. No, a lot of time in New York. Yeah, I understand that, but still. I believe they have a house here. New Orleans is close to Atlanta, <laughs> close to home. So the only bad thing about that is that now if Russell Wilson goes to the Saints. The Falcons got to see him yeah, twice a yep, year. Yep. Uh-huh. But I would actually love that, Boy, that division because the something. Saints' defense is that doggone good. If they if they get a Russell Wilson to come back with a um, Camara, uh, a Camara yeah, yeah. and um, Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas. Yep. That's what I'm missing. Michael Thomas, along with Marquez Callaway. I think Marquez Callaway can be a, a guy that they can lean on down the stretch. Okay. Right. I think this year they found a, a diamond in the rough. Right, he did a great job in preseason. Now he's coming along this year. I think moving forward, I think he could be a guy that can play a good brand of football for the New Orleans Saints. But you get Russell Wilson in New Orleans. Now I'll be, I'll be. It's crazy. I'm about to admit this on radio. Now, I'm from Atlanta. Yep. New Orleans, that city, Saints is our rival. Mm-hmm. But I had a chance to go to a Saints football game when they played the Eagles in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and Ooh, it was that. my first time. I saw. I sat in the stands and. Uh, that place when they were down was rocking and jumping from start to finish. It is the closest thing you're going to get to a college football atmosphere. Love so that. I know some of that has to be going through Russell Wilson's mind. Like, mm-hmm. hey, these fans are going to embrace us. I think they already had the mayor. Remember they had the mayor yep. mm-hmm. um, yeah, already... kind of embrace Russell yes. Wilson well, he and, had and his the family. on his list yeah. last summer. And, Drew, and people were like, hold on, Drew Brees is not even gone yet. Like, how in the hell are you endorsing <laughs> Russell Wilson and Drew Brees isn't even gone yet? Yeah. So I, I think it would be a good fit down there with Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, his playmaking ability. Um Denver would be a good spot. I love their their skill position players, their wide receivers. Can I throw another one out there? That yeah. that would be an amazing. You talk about a marriage of a coach and a quarterback. Who? All right. Spenny says Steelers. He said it only makes sense for him to go to the Steelers. They have the skill position guys. The only thing is O line. He's dealt with a terrible O line almost his whole career. That's a good point. Russell Wilson. They'd have to a fix guy, that. A guy who can elude pressure and get away from the pocket. Think about that. He he's been sacked at a high rate. I think year in and year out. So I don't know if he wants to go from not having a good O-line his entire career to not having a good one in Pittsburgh again. You couldn't make that move. Now, I don't even know if they have the capital to make the move, but just to say, you couldn't make that move and not address the offensive line. No, you you have to. Now, now again, he's a lot more elusive than Ben Roethlisberger right now in his career, but you just don't want – 
him to get beat up because as we see with him, you know, the, those injuries do yep. do mount. All right, again, we go to the Dr. Pepper call-in line now on this. Adam in Tampa has a place for Russell Wilson. Adam? Hey, what's going on, guys? Good morning. Good morning, Han. Uh, hopefully you guys are having a great day. A uh, great morning, by the way. Thank you. Um, I want to uh, bring back the whole situation. I heard um, that uh, possibly Russell Wilson will make a good fit in New Orleans. Um, I don't see that happening. I don't see any NFC teams um, – uh, NFC uh, South teams actually picking him up. I, I, I see the better fit in New York uh, being with the Giants, not only because Sierra spends so much time in, in you know, New York, but uh, it's just a better fit for him. I mean, I think he's going to have better success there. I know the New Orleans Saints has a good defense. Uh, who knows if Michael Thomas is going to play with New Orleans next year. But uh, definitely a good uh, good offense to play with next year. But uh, Giants are going to have to give a, a little bit to get him uh, on board, but I think they can make it happen. Yeah, I don't know if it'll take a lot. I mean, what's going to take is is Seattle. Now, yesterday we had Mike Tannenbaum in studio here, and Mike Tannenbaum, of course, has that front office experience. He's also a guy that traded for Brett Favre, so he he's got a little bit of experience on how a deal like this goes down. When you're going to make a move for a quarterback of that status, that stature, and he says you call Seattle and you don't let them hang up the phone. One hundred percent. You do whatever it's going to take. You make it happen. Now are the Giants in that place? First of all, we don't know who's even making those decisions. Is it Dave Gettleman? Is it somebody else that they're going to hire? That's the first question, is how quickly do they settle a front office so that you are able... The structure there. Yeah, just so you are able to be in this conversation when the season ends and get on that, get ahead of the game, instead of getting jumped by another team that's ahead of you, like, again, New Orleans or whoever it is that... You know, those are we're aware that Russ might want to be on the move. Let's get Seattle on the phone. Let's get a deal done before anybody else gets involved. So if you're the Giants, you can't waste any time. But you do have, I mean, the Bears, you're rooting for the Bears to lose and lose out. Why? Because you own their pick too. And their picks right now, I mean, they're in the top seven, top eight. Two of them. Would it take two to get him? If you're Seattle, you'd be crazy not to do that. They don't have their pick because the Jets have that pick. Yeah. So if you're Seattle, you don't have a top 10 pick that you should have because you've been bad this year. So you absolutely want those. Now, if you're the Giants, do you want to give up both those picks? One and then one next year? How do you do it? I mean, it's well, got to take more than two, maybe. But, but here's the thing. And do Is you offer them it? Daniel Jones just because rookie salary and there's not much left on it, and you can then, if you're Seattle, as you're going through a rebuild, take a look at this guy. Like Russell, I'm trying to think Russell, of what, Russell Wilson what do worth- I have to offer you? See, Harry, That's everything is it's so easy to say – who you should trade for. Yeah. The hard part is, what do I have to give? What makes yeah. it palpable for the other team that's giving up a elite quarterback? I guess you can you can throw Daniel Jones in the mix. I'll say Daniel Jones and two first-round draft picks. Two first rounds. That's all it's going to take, too. I mean, if you're the Giants, no, how do you I mean, not do that? You have to do that if you're the Giants. Have to. Right? It has to. You're thinking about it. like It's not easy. Fans love to make trades, but they don't understand that it works. The you give and take to. part of it. Yes. Yeah. You've got to give Seattle a reason. And the only reason you can give them is two top 10 picks. But in a draft that doesn't have a quarterback, I might want to give them one next year. Ooh. I might want one if I'm Seattle. If I'm John Schneider, I want one next year. I want one next year. While you contemplate this, Harry, we'll bring in a former team of yours. Matt Castle joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Matt, good morning. How are you? 
I'm doing great, Harry. What are you doing, man? You're, are you up early still running bench routes? You got, you got the tables out. We got some craps going. What do we got, hey, Harry? Come hey, on, he know, boy. he know. Hey, we we used to shoot them dice in that he, locker he's room, giving baby. All the secrets away. I oh man, four five six CeeLo. I ain't, ain't spared nobody in that locker room either. Used to whoop them all. Not one, not women, not children, nothing. He would take them all. Whatever it takes to win. That's right. You know what, Matt? Before we even get into this conversation, how, how was Harry as a receiver? Was he good to throw to? Was he was he was he uh, reliable? Oh, reliable! Always in the right spot. One of the best bench route runners I've ever seen. A bench route is when you stem inside. Got to go up the stem, sixteen to eighteen. He had such a good feel. And you know what? The one thing I'll say about Harry is this dude could motivate a rock. I mean, he, he could get there and get those guys going, and he was never scared to go in and block people. I mean, he was outstanding. I love playing with uh, my, my boy Harry. Yeah, he's fun to work with. We are working, though, on schedule. Like, I think that's the one thing we need to stay on schedule, pay attention to the clock and know when it's time to go out. Um, and all the producers right now in the control room going, you're the one to talk on. You're the one to talk about staying on time. And so let's, let, let's stay on time and stay on schedule right now, Matt. And, and I don't know how much you caught of us talking about Russell Wilson. And, you know, it's his first losing season now in Seattle. It happens after the loss last night. We've already seen the smoke uh, of, of the distant fire of whether or not he's going to leave Seattle. We saw it over in the offseason. You know, he had a list of teams he'd want to go to. Where do you think he's going to be next year? God, it's so hard to say, right? Because you guys, I heard you guys talking about, and you talking about philosophically, was it going to take two two first rounders yeah. and and a potential quarterback with Daniel Jones? And you know, it'll be interesting to see in terms of the market because, like you you also alluded to, the simple fact that when you're looking at this year's draft at the quarterback position, it's not as heavy at the quarterback position as it's been in the past, and there's no guys that really jump out at you that you're screaming, hey we've got to take this guy. If we can get up to this point and get some draft capital and go and make a trade and put ourselves in a position to get this guy, then we'll be, we'll be taken care of as a franchise. So that becomes a little bit more complicated. And then it's where could Russell Wilson want to go? Because, again, if you look at some of these teams that are in need of potential quarterbacks, I mean, I'd say Washington football teams won, uh, potentially the Philadelphia Eagles, the New Orleans Saints, New York Giants. So you've got a lot of – a lot of potentials there, but it's, again, not knowing exactly what they have to offer in terms of first-rounders, second-rounders, anything else like that. It's mm-hmm. going to be hard to say at this point, obviously. Yeah, the Giants have the, the draft capital, but also the Eagles, as you mentioned, that team, they have a ton of draft capital certainly as well. All right, Matt, let, let's let's get to New England now and what happened there and love to get your perspective on that. I'm going to play two pieces of sound for you. The first one is Mac Jones, after the loss – the way he spoke was very interesting, something he revealed, and I don't know, for a rookie, for him to say what he said about his team's performance. Take a listen first to Mac Jones. You know, starting with me, just the energy was kind of low, maybe like feeling a little sorry for ourselves because, you know, whatever, we come off the bye and stuff, but not to get into details, but we just didn't practice well and just reflects how we played, and I didn't practice good. I know a lot of guys on our team felt the same way, so we have to come to work every day and just be positive, and it's one game. It's not the end of the world. Mm, feeling sorry for ourselves, very critical of his team's play, coming from a rookie in New England. So a former Patriot, Ted Johnson, uh, on NBC10 in Boston, had this to say about hearing what Mac Jones said. That was weird to me. And then him saying that they had bad weeks of practice, or they had bad practices this past week, and that their energy level was low. 
who are you? You're a rookie. You're a rookie. Keep your mouth shut. All right, so that's not going to play well in the locker room. My feeling is Bill Belichick probably had him say it, Michael. I think Bill Belichick wanted the, the message to go through Mac Jones, call out his players, because it, be, it would be atypical of Bill this year to be come down really hard on this team. And so, to me, that was some orders from Bill, because I can't imagine Mac Jones going off script like he did, criticizing the team's energy and their preparation going into this week. When you're a rookie quarterback, you're not supposed to say stuff like that. Hmm. All right, Matt, so you were a rookie in, in New England. You understand the Bill Belichick way. Do you agree with uh, what Ted Johnson said? No, heck no, I don't agree with Ted Johnson and that one. And he's a, he's an associate of mine. You know, we work together. But the reason I don't is, look, Mac Jones is no longer considered a rookie in my mind. Yes, it's his rookie year. But when you start from day one of the NFL season and now you're in week 15, 16, and you're grinding it out and you've had your team in first place, you've earned the right and earned the respect of your teammates to be a vocal leader if you want to be. And it's not like he said something outrageous, right? I didn't understand the part about him saying maybe we felt sorry for himself. Look, I didn't understand that part. But what I did understand is, look, if we had a bad week of practice, we didn't go out there and execute, and and that resulted in poor play on, on when we played on Saturday against the Colts, well, then those are the facts. And that doesn't come from Bill Belichick. Look, I was there for four years. I started for that organization for a year in 2008, every single game. Bill never once came up to me prior to a press conference and says, hey, I need you to message this to, the, the, to earn the respect <laughs> of your team. Because the fact of the matter is, I was in that same similar position, right? I had to earn my stripes as I went through. Everybody was knew that Tom Brady was the leader of his team, and I had to get, earn the respect and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, like that's Mac Jones right as a quarterback if he wants to say we've had a bad week of practice and we got to get better. Matt, as you look at the New England Patriots team right now, what do you see as the biggest concern for them at this point? Right, you know, it's interesting cuz I think that they've got a sol- uh, they've got an absolute solid offensive line. They can run the ball with three different backs. Damian Harris was obviously out last week, but Ramondre Stevenson Bolden. I think the receivers, there's no superstars, but at the same time they understand their role and if they and they can execute that role at a high level. And so they, they, they've got the pass game going. I, I like Hunter Henry, the defensive side of the ball. I'd say the one weakness on the defensive side of the ball is going to be the run game, you know, at times. They, they've struggled to stop the run on a, on a continuous basis. You look at the Tennessee Titans who came in there with two backup running backs and were able to run for 200-and-something yards. The, the secondary is outstanding. But, I mean, it's a combination of the, the passing game for the offense in terms of creating explosives and then the, the run defense for the New England Patriots. Talking with Matt Castle on the Goodyear Hotline, let's, let's put you on the spot. Which one of your former teams – has the best chance to win the Super Bowl. We got the Chiefs, the Titans, the Patriots, the Bills, the Cowboys, and Vikings. I'll, I'll leave the Lions out of this conversation. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you might want to leave that one out, but uh, you know, I really, I really think right now it, it continues to trend in the direction of the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, if you look at this team that after, after their three and four start, and everybody said the world's, you know, changing and, you know, we don't know what's going on with the Chiefs. And they still, to my, uh, in my opinion, haven't played their best football. But what you do see is the defense has been playing good football. The offense is starting to make strides. Patrick Mahomes is still still not as consistent as he's been in the past. But you know what? His inconsistent play is as good as most NFL starting quarterbacks 
consistent play, if that makes sense. So I, I just think this is a dangerous team down the stretch, and if they get hot, then they're going to be a Super Bowl contender or can win the Super Bowl. All right, on that note, now you didn't play for the Bucks, but can can Tampa still win the Super Bowl without Chris Godwin? That injury, that impactful on their chances? It's a huge impact on them because, look, he's their, their team-leading receiver. He's already got over 100 receptions on the year, and he controls the middle of the field. And there's nobody that's done it better. I mean, maybe Cooper Cup, obviously, but there's nobody else in the league other than maybe those two guys that do it better from that position in the slot, understand their role. They're good versus zone. They're good versus man. And so it's a huge hit for them. There, there's no doubt about it. But at the same time, they do have depth, right? They've, they've got tremendous depth at the tight end position. They, the wide receiver position's banged up right now. But, in, you know, you hear Antonio Brown's going to come back. He does play some slot as well. So, I'm not too concerned in terms of the depth, but it is a tremendous hit in, ter- in terms of just their overall production as an offensive unit. All right, Harry, you've got to have a Matt Castle story for us. I mean, we always do this when teammates are on the air. There's always stories. Now, he told <laughs> us about you and Dice and bench routes. What do you've got? To, what, what you've got to have something on Matt Castle. The, the day I tried to trump Matt in that weight room for the radio, usually normally it goes to seniority. No, right? remember Matt? You remember that? Yes, 100%. <laughs> Please explain. What? No, it was just uh, I, I had the music on and Matt went and changed it, and I was like mad as hell. I was like, I was, I, was I need to know what, from what style of music to what style you know, of music. You know what music I don't was know. Made. I'm never assuming anything. <laughs> Matt, tell them. Tell them what you had on, man. What was on and what did you change it to? I don't even remember what I had. I think I probably had on some EDM, like some house music or something like that. <laughs> And just like full, I like to go full raid session when I'm in the uh, weight room where yeah. Harry wants to get like into you know he's trap got music. his genre and I I appreciate his genre trap. it's like rap music it might be a little R and B hip hop you know but that day I was feeling the I was feeling some you know some whatever they call that EDM or whatever so I put it on Harry was hot came in thought he was going to get seniority over the radio and I said uh uh-uh. uh not today Harry beat it buddy beat it it was hilarious man. you had to walk away and enjoy it yeah I mean you'll listen and you'll like it because it's a respect thing like it's not I can't sit up, like try to force it like it yeah you got to respect the older guy. Wow. Now he calls you old, man. I think no, this I'm is just... where we leave the conversation. <laughs> Woody, <laughs> there's a snake in my I appreciate boot. it. <laughs> Matt, thanks so much. Great to talk to you. All the best. Uh, you too. Harry, give me a call, you stud. I got I'll you, bud. <laughs> Matt Castle right, on the Goodyear Hotline. It's Keyshawn J. Will Max presented by Progressive Insurance. All right, so we mentioned Matt's former teams, including Vikings and the Chiefs. So we got someone else who played for those two teams. We'll talk with him. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, Max is the show. It's presented by Progressive Insurance. You have Alan Hahn and Harry Douglas in today. And sometimes, like, when we talk about things, like, off air, we make jokes. And not necessarily you want things repeated, so we were just kind of making a joke. Harry Douglas was talking about playing in Minnesota and how the one thing you couldn't stand hearing was mm. the horn. So he said, I hate Jared Allen. But not necessarily because you hate Jared Allen, the person. You just hated hearing the damn horn because it meant he did something to your quarterback. I'm about to put you in a damn headlock, huh? Well, <laughs> so I just said, because Evan Wilner, our producer, is, is called Jared Allen, who's going to join us right here in seconds on the Goodyear Hotline. And I hate getting him getting sacks, especially against my team. I and was so on. Evan, I, Evan said, horn, Evan's man. talking. I said, oh, tell him Harry hates him. And Evan does And it. Evan just. Like a damn puppet. <laughs> Let me tell oh, him. Jared. Hey, Jared, uh, by the way, uh, someone says Harry hates you. <laughs> so, Jared, <laughs> Jared, I need to know what your initial reaction was when Evan said that to you as you were just calling into the show. Uh, not the first or the last time I heard it, so uh, you know, <laughs> let it roll off your back. Uh, now I said, I was like, oh, he must be a Packers fan. <laughs> that is tremendous. Um, now we'll get to the foundation that you have, and Jared Allen's Homes for Wounded Warriors, a fantastic thing you're doing here in a minute. But wanted to get your biggest observation, though, from the NFL season so far. Would it be parody? Uh, you know what? I, I, don't, I don't watch much. Uh, NFL, I literally had to text my neighbor because yesterday didn't even know games were being played because someone told me there was Tuesday night games. I was like, what? That doesn't even make sense. It must be college. Um, I was like, what games are on tonight? Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I honestly haven't followed that much this year. Um, but I think, I, I think, you know, every season, you know, just as a whole always has its challenges, right? And so you're seeing it. You got the expanded. This, I think this is the first year with the expanded game. And then you're throwing, you know, COVID challenges on top of that, you know, so, um, but I mean, that's, I mean, the NFL, you, you know, if you look over the course of its history, it's always had to, you know, shift and pivot and, 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 you know, do what they got to do to, to keep it moving. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it's just crazy to, to see, you know, how many, how many players are out. So, uh, you know, especially this late in the season, it has a lot of implications on playoffs. So we'll see how, how it plays out. Now, Jerry, we, we've seen a change in rules since you have been playing the rough in the passer penalties have been big in the oh. National Football League. How would you have adjusted to to, to the way they want the, the defensive ends and guys rushing the passer to play today? Oh, actually, that's why I retired. <laughs> that's how I adjusted. I got left. Um, yeah, I, I don't know that I could play honestly in this in this day and age with with the way it is. Um, you know, I think for me, it's the incidental contact to the helmet that is ridiculous. You know, uh, you know, I understand if it's an intentional force blow or whatever, but. You know, when a guy is trying to get his hands up to knock the ball down, he accidentally slaps the guy out of his helmet. I mean, what's, 
take the helmet off the quarterback then, you know, I mean, because he wears a helmet for a reason. So I think, you know, and, and it's such a huge, huge thing. It's kind of like, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like illegal contact away from, you know, away from the path, you know, you have the ball thrown out left side of the field and you have like illegal contact on the right side. It's like automatic first down. So I think sometimes the penalty is, you know, impact the game more than the play just just on the fact of what it is, you know, 15 yard penalty and a first down for roughing the passer. If you accidentally slap him in the you know, head, I guess, you know, if I was coaching, I would tell my players, you're going to rough the passer, at least get it, get your money's worth. Right. Um, <laughs> Damn right. So I guess maybe, they, maybe they could change that. Maybe people start intentionally roughing and remind them what it is to actually be roughed, you know, then, then maybe they'll, they'll chill out on the little head slap. But yeah, I, I think, you know, sometimes you go too far, obviously protection, uh, you know, player safety is, is paramount and nobody wants anybody to get hurt, but there's always been kind of that unwritten rule in the league is that, you know, you, you take it, you look out, you, you're not going to, no one, very rarely is someone intentionally hurting somebody. Um, and if somebody does, you kind of get the mark, you know, around the league and, and, you know, especially the way free agency works and, you know, you never know when you're going to be on a team with a guy. Mm. So I think there's kind of that unwritten rule, but you're going to play your, you know, your butt off and, and play as hard as you can, but, you know, I, I just I never saw the intentional. You know, there, like I said, there's a handful. You know, things you can say when guys intentionally try to hurt people. But you know, I think the players have done a good job over the history of the league of, of, of taking care of each other for the most part. So some of these ticky tack fouls, I mean, it just it's a little it's a little too much. Yeah, you, I love the meme of the pillow that you put down first before you tackle him. Four-time All-Pro <laughs> defensive end Jared Allen joining us oh. right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Um, you did mention uh, the Packers a minute ago, and because you played in that division and played against them, what do you think of the idea that these could be the last days we see Aaron Rodgers wearing number 12 in Green Bay? Listen, the day Peyton Manning left the Colts was the day I knew anybody was uh, – anything was possible. Right. <laughs> so, um so you know, I, it wouldn't surprise me if it could happen. Uh, I think there'll be a lot of people in in Chicago, Minnesota, and Detroit uh, pretty ecstatic about that uh, <laughs> if it happened. So you know, I, I don't know. I mean, again, anything anything is possible, and um, yeah, I think that's that's the kind of the, that's that's the nature of the NFL. I think that's what makes it fun is is you know you can you can really shake up a, a division, you can shake up the league, honestly, by you know putting one player in a, in a different spot. I, I want to ask you, though, about something uh, before we, again, get to the foundation and the great work you're doing there. Is there is a second career you got going on here with a sport called, called curling? And trying, yeah, I, you know. I, I know it well. I, I just, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how you got into it, and are we going to see you in the Olympics? Uh, that's, that's, that's the goal, right? I got another four years of getting better. I didn't, I didn't make it in this, this go-around. Uh, but, I, yeah, honestly, I, I took a bet from a buddy to, to try to become an Olympian. I uh, figured curling was was the route to go. You know, anytime they put on the website, you know, you you know, most people start in the age of forties, and the uh, the winners have to buy a loser a beer. I figured, hey, that's that's a great way to learn to learn a sport. <laughs> that's the bet. Um, it's just a beer. <laughs> no, no, no. The uh, in in curling, like when you win, like in a match, the winners buy the losers oh, like a, oh, I'm sorry, the a beer to drown yes. their sorrows. I guess. Yeah, I always <laughs> thought the losers should pay and do all that stuff. In curling, the winners do everything. Gotcha. Uh, so I was like, well, I guess, you know, the learning process, is at least at least I get a couple of free cold ones out of the deal and when, I, when I'm losing. Um, so no, it's, yeah, it's, it's fun though. And so it's, it's been, it's been a great, great venture, you know, for the last few years, you know, learning the sport, you know, getting, getting, uh, getting better at it. You know, Mark Bolter just opened up a curling place here in Nashville. So we got dedicated ice now. So uh, we'll see how the teams shake up, you know, 
it's it's it is, you know it's funny because you know curling seems to have its own form of free agency every year and every especially through every Olympic run too. Teams always shake up guys trying to put different teams together to make their next push. So um, you know yeah we'll we'll, we'll, keep, we'll see what happens. But yeah the goal is to keep to keep Chuck along and uh, make a run. I've been fortunate enough to play on a couple national teams, you know, or to go to go to nationals and compete at the nationals. A couple of teams got a silver medal uh, as an alternate on a national team a few years ago. Um, so yeah, it's been fun. The next push will be hopefully, uh, hopefully the Olympics in uh, in Italy. You know, that was tremendous just to hear you yell sweep like something like that, <laughs> just echoing through the uh, whole break. You really just yell. Like, and then I lose my voice within the first thirty seconds. So it's like it's just. Nothing really comes out. It's already raspy, anyways. Yeah, yeah. It, it is the it is the is the quietest intense sport ever. Like that's really the best well, way to put it because it's peaceful. And you can't yell at other people. That's the thing. It's like they have the thing called in the spirit of curling. Like it. Right. I, I've, I've snapped a few, you know, curling brooms uh, in my short <laughs> career already. Being anger, you know, I don't like losing. Yeah. Um, but one time, like I slammed the ice, and one of the you know officials like. What did the ice do to you? Are you? I mean, what? It's like the nicest yet loudest sport. You can't yell at anybody else. Right. You can only yell at yourself. Right. <laughs> like your and you can only yell for them to sweep. You can't yell at anything else. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, all right. So, so do tell us though about this. And, and I love this again. Jared Allen's homes for wounded warriors. Uh, the foundation mission is to raise money to build and remodel injury specific, accessible, and mortgage free homes for critically injured United States military veterans requiring a home, uh, those returning home from Iraq and Afghanistan. I mean, this is a wonderful thing you're part of. Tell us more about it. Yeah, so um, I founded or created the foundation back in 2009. Uh, It was over on the USO2. I come from a long line of military uh, veterans, you know, in my family. And so um, always had just the highest respect for our military veterans. And, uh, you know, I had a friend of mine back in like 07 tell me about the gap in adaptive housing. And when I came back from uh uh, USO 209, it was just one of those things that was kind of eye-opening just to see the the sacrifice that our men, our men and women make in person. Um, and so came back in 09 and we started, you know, building handicap accessible homes and just, you know, learning as we go. And now we've, yeah. we just completed our 24th uh, project here. Uh, oh goodness, on uh, Monday, we just gave, we just gave that away. And um, so we got, you know, six more in, in going. And so it's just been one of those things where it's just been, it's been great, man. It's, it's been so humbling. Um, you know, our whole concept behind it, the whole premise we stand on is, you know, when I got back from that USO tour, I just kind of thought like, you know, what, what is my vision of the American dream, right? It starts with a functional home for myself and my family. Um, and what does home mean to me? And my home is a, like my safest spot at my most vulnerable time. And that's what we want to provide for, you know, in my opinion, the men and women that deserve it the most are those who fight for our freedoms daily. And, uh, and so that's what we've been doing. And we have great partners that allow us to do it. And, uh, we just keep plugging along. And so it's been, it's been a fun, uh, Fun ten plus years, and we just keep grinding. It is great. We salute them, obviously, for their service. We salute you uh, for for the work you're doing there to make sure that they have that home. Jared, we got to leave it right there. Harry does not hate you; he just hates hearing that horn. <laughs> that, I figured. I yeah. figured. <laughs> but, but we greatly appreciate you, though. Thanks so much for the time here. All the best. My pleasure. Thanks a lot. You guys have a good one. Okay. Eight at eight. Say ESPN. Eight at eight. Seven two nine. Three seven seven six. We've been asking where Russell Wilson will play next year: Seahawks, Giants, maybe somewhere else. And anything else you want to talk about coming up next on Call the Roulette.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Welcome back. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. It's Alan Hahn. It's Harry Douglas. And that music you hear tells you it is time for Call the Roulette. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776 is the number. And this is where... We give you the line, we spin it, your line comes up, and then you tell us your name, where you're from, and you give us your hot take or your question. You want to challenge us. You want to say something to Harry about why the Hawks are going to get smoked on Christmas Day. <laughs> Anything you want to say. That. Why Pat Costello should buy a Jalen Hurts jersey. We had a great suggestion, by the way, on that, that we're going to play a game tomorrow on the show. Harry, by the way, this is your last day on the show this week. No, Friday. I'm just doing it from home oh, on Friday. You, Friday you're coming back? Oh. No, no, I'm going to do it from home. Oh, so what you're doing is saying, I can only take about two days with Han. No, no, no. I gotta. I have to film. I'll come back when I he's gone. I have to film gone. a Falcon show early in the morning. I That's see. That's why I got to go back. I see what happened here. How long is Alan on? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a couple <laughs> of days, but I can't do a whole week with him. <laughs> Let's spin the wheel. Give him some brown. <laughs> <laughs> that is... On Christmas Eve. Line three. Hey, guys. Dennis from Delaware. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, Alan, I love the sweaters this week. Tomorrow, are you going to come come out with the Lou Carnesecca sweater? <laughs> oh, um, you know, I wish I still – I wish I had that. The replica Carnesecca sweater. It's a great reference, by the way. Oh, my God. He loves the substitute teacher sweaters. This is not a substitute. How dare well, you? Well, not that one. Not that one. That right. That's the – what is this now? I don't even know. Yeah. That's did, the cool dad sweater. Did you have a did he have a question or was he just talking about my sweater? I think he just wants the sweater. All right, let's spin. <laughs> uh, are we done? Mike, okay. Mike, yeah. Who's first? First? <laughs> I don't know what happened. Oh, <laughs> uh, line five. The infamous line five. Go. Corey from New York. Hey, Corey. Hey, I got two questions for you. One for Douglas. And yeah. one for you, Han. Mm-hmm. Han, the Knicks are going to get smoked because they never have a uh, point guard, and <laughs> the Hawks do have a point guard. No, they don't. He's not available. And, He's in COVID protocols. Bing, bang. And my Douglas question is, uh, not to put you on the spot, isn't it Matt Ryan might be available? What do you think, Douglas? To be determined. Ooh, wait a minute. You but I don't sat, think so. You've sat in that chair for three days, and now you're telling us this? That's a hot take. No, that's just a way of me Matt saying Ryan. that I don't want to answer that question. That basically. That means you know something. <laughs> I 
I mean, you know, so we got the candle. My back. candle just, just so came know, back. We had a thief in on on hand. I don't want to reveal who the, thief the just source re- who just brought the candle. Do you have matches? I don't have my lighter. They, with I mean, me. they I can't throw us out now. The show's almost over. <laughs> Spin the wheel. <laughs> thief in the night. I tell you. I mean, if they kick this out, it's like okay, well, we're leaving anyway. Thief in the night. Line three revealed itself. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Should we light the candle? Lee, North Carolina. Lee, North Carolina. So I, I'm a huge Pats fan, but I got to ask: with all this hype and stuff, is there too much expectation for a rookie quarterback who's awesome because they got this great defense and it's Belichick, and they're already talking about Super Bowls and stuff? Too much? I, I, I don't think so. Because did we raise the bar too high and make it unfair that if Mac Jones doesn't get there, we go, he failed? No, because I don't think it'd be he failed. Uh, right now, I think the Pat, the Patriots have overachieved so far during this regular season on what they expected coming into the season. They spent too much money to overachieve. No, no, I'm saying. They should be achieving. With a rookie quarterback. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Okay. That's what I'm saying. From a rookie quarterback's perspective. You, I, I see what he's asking, and it's fair. If you think about it, we set this bar after watching them. Oh, well, it's Bill Belichick. You spent all this money. They can make the Super Bowl. Then he like doesn't get out of division round, and it's he failed. No, before and, the season, did you who who did, who did y'all have winning the AFC East before the season? The Bills. They're the Patriots are in first place right now, right? Yeah. Okay. So you you, you can't oh, have we, your cake. And, you can't have your cake and eat your ice you're cream. Not, too, you're man. not you're not new to this. We moved the goalposts throughout uh, the whole I mean, season. I understand that. We but, change it. Uh, but I understand that. But uh, before then, y'all talking about oh. Bill Belichick's never had a rookie quarterback, and they can't do this, 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 this. Mac Jones has exceeded expectations. He has. Yeah. He has. But if he don't make it to the Super Bowl, you can't say, oh, Mac Jones failed. Yeah, no. That's that's terrible. I don't think we will. I was just giving you that that hypothetical of what people could say and why he would ask that question. Yeah, but I want to stop those people from saying that nonsense. Who are these people? Yeah. That's nonsense. Yeah. No, in in that context, it's not. It can suggest, though, that the Patriots are back. Just getting to the playoffs. That's the only thing. Looking competitive. And if he looks over a match, it's like, it's okay. He's on his way back. We're lighting the candle. There's nothing you can do to stop us. Bing bong. Harry's back on Friday. I'll be back tomorrow. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Matt's The Podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.